till you came into my life. Welcome back to Ball Down Live right here on 1049 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Um, my man Harge was jamming before this little karaoke going on. Oh, so yeah. This is one of your, just one of your jams from it's, back in the day? Yeah, it's one of the old school ones, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, all right. I know it's show and tell, but I'm trying to figure out who's singing. Is it uh, is it Billy mm. Preston or Billy Davis? Wrong on both accounts. It is wrong on both. Yeah. Yeah. Who is it? Al Wilson. Al Wilson? Al Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, this song used to get down. And I only know yeah. it because I it's yeah. a favorite um, in my family too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, there are multiple occasions on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. this is playing. Yeah, a little mama's sl- in the kitchen. Then they're doing a little slow groove. Yeah, pops yeah, going yeah. there trying to dance. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm out. I'm gonna go yeah. play in the yard, man. I don't know what y'all doing. He, like, hey, when he walked in the house, ready. you know what he could walk in the house and hear this song. He's like, girl, what you trying yeah, to do like, to me? I'm leaving. Yeah, <laughs> girl, I'm what go you play trying play to football. do? I'll be back when the street lights come on. Don't you be burning that chicken in there because we're gonna be a bit. great jam now. Yeah. I see I feel like uh I feel like Patrick's in a in, in the same like Decade of all, all of these jams there. I think this gets us into the seventies. First the two or sixties, I 60s? believe. Sixties, okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like you're yeah. close to the same era there. Al Wilson, okay. Um, I gotta remember that. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah. You gonna go download that one? Oh, huh? for sure. Immediately. Oh man, should have had that already. Just like, kind of like the soundtrack of Kings of Comedy <laughs> that I recognize right away. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Oh yeah. No Shazam on yes. my phone, baby. Okay, there we go. One day he's sick. The coincidence. The one day. The he's one sick. time he wasn't here. Yeah. For midweek movie music, he guessed it on the first song. As soon as the song came hey, out, I you know what? I, yeah. But I give you credit. I'm just saying, yeah. I point out the coincidence <laughs> as well. I'll give you credit. You did it. You did it. Because I got the text in my phone from you. But it was the one time you also uh, wasn't there. Yeah. So Google, Google. Google is, is a possibility. Shazam. Oh, oh, what are your kids or your wifey <laughs> think they're going, hey, this is it. Oh, that is right. I'm just saying, you know, uh, there could have been some uh, some. De- some uh, deceitful uh, deeds going on. There might have been, some but I would never do that for you guys. duplicitous intrigue. Not to my brothers. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's just the one time you wasn't here, though. One time <laughs> it you just happened good. to be like, perfect, Happened right? to be that. So blame, is everything. blame Patrick for it. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, this news because uh, hopefully it is uh, news, but it's, uh, I can't, it's not official. All right, so I'm just going to say that reportedly, it looks like the Longhorns are zeroing in on their top candidate based on multiple reports. See? That's See a good way that? of doing that. You know what I mean? That was good. I was proud of you. I should tell that. women back in the day, be like, listen, I, I didn't tell you I loved you. What I said was I could see myself falling in love with a woman <laughs> like you. At one point in my life, I like it, but I never said I loved you. Actually, yeah, you did. <laughs> I just said I can see myself do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's just basically what I'm doing right here. So just in case we don't get ourselves in trouble. There you go. Um, that was perfect. I don't get the call from the Forty Acres, but Mia O'Brien, uh, via Mia O'Brien TV. So she covers the Jaguars, um, and she put out this report a couple hours ago. And you sent it to me, Harge. Mm-hmm. Now that Jaguars wide receiver coach Chris Jackson has informed Doug Peterson staff that he is taking the same position at Texas football per multiple sources. Uh, the Jag- And, of course, we know the Jaguars wide receivers have been um, pretty uh, legit this year. They've been really impressive. Uh, and Horns 24-7 also, I believe, reporting uh, this as well. 
And on top of that, prior to all of this, a week and more, um, uh, we heard that uh, Bobby Burton of Inside Texas pointed out Chris Jackson was the top candidate from his sources, uh, but also uh, Orange Bloods um, a little bit later after that also said their top sources said that Chris Jackson was the guy. So you just had so many different uh, sources and so many different entities saying it was Chris Jackson. And now that the playoffs are officially done, we're getting a separate report from Jacksonville media saying it is also going to be Chris Jackson. We have not heard anything officially from the University of Texas or from Chris Jackson himself. Yeah, that's the way things go down. And I was trying everything in my power to find out if old boy was going to still be on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, hard to everybody. He's reaching out to his sources too. I'm like, come on, man. Just tell me the truth. Mm -hmm. Man, I ain't heard nothing. He ain't really said anything to me about it. I'm like, yeah, of course not. And then all of a sudden, all these stories start popping up. And this is something, too, you and I had talked about before, Rod. When things go silent, that normally means that something is there. Because mm-hmm. the conversation seemed to just cease at that one point when he came out with his statement talking about, I'm just worried about being here with Jacksonville mm-hmm. until I'm not. <laughs> until I'm not. And that might be coming true right now. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I've said this before, too. I do think Sark wants to focus on a, a, a technician of sorts at the wide receiver position, or at least someone whose main focus is the technical expertise, uh, fundamentals, um, getting back to developing talent because the regression in the wide receiver room, a lot of it was based around fundamentals. Guys yep. just dropping passes, um, guys not being able to play through contact, not being able to run routes that s- separate. I always say route running is just the art of creating separation from a defender. Don't let yep. anybody lie to you and tell you anything else. It's just creating separation, and there's an art form to it. And these the, the Texas wide receivers, that wasn't always something they excelled at in terms of playing through contact, being able to get off a jam at the line of scrimmage, but also downfield playing through contact to be able uh, to – make contested catches down the field. So I think all those are things that he wants a true developer of talent to focus on, to maximize the talent in the wide receiver room. And the NFL is all about developing talent. Yeah. And he's he's proven he can do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we saw it firsthand. We saw the way the growth of all those wide receivers and what he was able to do. But as like, like any other position, is he going to be able to make that impact with all these young kids? That's the other part of it. I know he's been working with the NFL, understanding, hey, these guys are professionals. They're going to come in and do what they're supposed to do because their money is on the line as well. So now you get to come in and you got. But the problem is, Rod. Are you ready to recruit that much? Are you ready to put that grind in every single day? Because this now has become 365. You don't get summers off anymore. You are constantly working and you're constantly recruiting, not only out in the public, but also in your locker room. This is a full-time grind, and hopefully he can come in and take over and get these kids back to where we thought they were going to be last year. Man, this is a guy that – I will say this: He loved the game of football. For sure. Listen to him oh, as a player and all the stops say. he had as a player. Yeah. And by the way, his Wikipedia already says Texas. <laughs> oh, so they already in the mix. Logan fans don't wait long. They're like, Nah, you Texas. We already got you on here. Let's not waste any time. That's um, funny. But yeah, uh, he went to uh, Modern Day High School, which is the same uh, high school that Sark went to, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. He played football in college at Washington State with Jeff Banks as well uh, when as an undrafted free agent into the NFL but here's here's all the teams he played for as a player 
And I played for a lot of teams. You're talking about, Rob, he played for a ton of teams. He got drafted by the Giants, went to the Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, went to go play uh, in Canada. All right, for the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I like it. Uh, went to the Arena League with the Austin Wranglers. And then I figured out, you know what, I'm done. So that was seven professional teams that I played for, and I decided, you know what, nah, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. This dude, Tampa Bay Bucks, Seattle Seahawks, Tennessee Titans, L.A. Avengers, Green Bay Packers, Miami Dolphins, L.A. Avengers, Grand Rapids Rampage, Georgia Force, Philadelphia Soul, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. <laughs> so he went to Canada. Arizona Rattlers, which I remember them uh, in the I Arena League. Uh, so he, this guy, he loved the game. I would say, I, I love the game too, but he I knew football. when it was done. <laughs> um, he didn't realize it was done for him. I probably would have hung it up the second, the second time I got with the Los Angeles Avengers. <laughs> That's my second round with the LA Avengers. I need you get one more stint. It took Rod B just one season with the Austin Wranglers, and I was like. Okay, this is yeah. this is not what the dream was. I need to I need to reassess. All right, I need to make the reset and me, me may need to pivot a little bit. And it's possible this NFL dream, my dream of being a Hall of Famer in the league, maybe that's done. And like I said, it took me going to the Austin Wranglers, and I always said nobody grows up wanting to be a CFL star. Nobody grows up wanting to be a Canadian mm-hmm. Football League Hall of Famer. No, that's, that, that's not your dream. All right? I don't care who you are. Unless you're from Canada. Not even guys in Canada. They want to make it to the league. <laughs> be a pro, and be a, a pro Football Hall of Famer in the, from the league. Even though, yes, Canada counts because that's Pro Football Hall of Fame. But nobody wants to go there. You just end up in Canada like I did, like right. BY did. You end up there. It's kind of it's kind of like the adult Rick, entertainment industry. Rick, you went there. Yeah, it's like yep. the porn industry. You don't, you know, nobody grows up wanting to be a porn star. They don't. They just end up there. <laughs> <laughs> you look around one day and you go, "Damn, how it, did I end, how up, did I end here? up here?" Like, yeah. But you really, you love the game that much. You ended up there. I don't yep. know what you call going to the arena league. If Canadian league is the adult entertainment industry, then I guess you're just a full on sex worker when you're at, <laughs> with the Austin Regulars. And that's when I gave it up. I was like, you know what? No. I can't do this. This is not. Yep. It wasn't the dream. But like this it. guy loves football. That is obvious based yeah. on his resume. Because I didn't love the game as much as he did. Well, and that's that. That that I love you it. did. And you know, you guys know I love it. I was going to say you did, Dude, but I, you started. You bro, were like, I don't need all this on my travel. I could have went back to Canada. I you, got calls. You could get your. I got. I got calls to go to other Canadian teams and arena teams. You know what Robbie said? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. They were like, yeah. I got like four or five calls from Canada and from other places. Yeah. Uh, like the two years after I was done, and I kept waiting for the NFL call. Right. And they just like, man, I ain't getting no NFL calls. Like, well, I ain't, I ain't playing. Well. I'm I'm good right now. I'm not playing. I'm still I'm sorry. Good. I'm done. I'm, I know people want to keep the dream alive. I knew the dream was dead. <laughs> I knew. I recognized a dead dream when I see it. And mine was a carcass. <laughs> when I trotted it out there for the Austin Wranglers, my dream was a carcass. And I was like, I need to find a new dream because this dream is dead. Was Dion the, the, yes. the coach there or yeah. the owner or whatever? Yeah, Dion was flirting with one of my ex-girlfriends one time. I was like, is Dion hitting on my, my woman? I, I consider it as a compliment, but Dion definitely was. He, I don't know what he was. I mean, oh my God. She said, she was like, I think Dion was definitely flirting. I was like, it looked like it. Yeah, it looked like he 
was doing something, right? Yeah, looked like yeah. he flirted with everybody. Though, I will say that when Dion, he was just happy when, back when he's then. talking to you, it yeah. looks like that. But he was, yeah, he was, he was really into her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that conversation they had, I was like, I was like, do you know Dion? She's like, no. I was like, no. It looked like y'all knew each other really well. She was like, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he told me he was gonna get you a race. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already knew. I was like, if Dion want my woman, there's a good chance Dion can steal my woman. It's one of the greatest DBs in history. He can intercept Rod B's woman if he wants to. And you know what? I would take it as a compliment because Dion's my favorite player. And I would uh, brag about Dion stealing man, my I woman. I lost my woman to I'd be like, I, they, Dion. Dion man. I lost my woman to Dion. Hey, hey. Ain't no shame in that. That is so funny. Uh, but this guy, he loved football, obviously. I love that about his coaching resume. And as a coach, started out in the NFL uh, as a Bears assistant. Um, as well, all right, is yeah, Bears assistant and mm-hmm. then uh, assistant with Jacksonville. Um, well, actually, think about it, he was a defensive assistant too. I like that. So he's been on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I like that about his resume. And then he became a assistant wide receivers coach and then a wide receivers coach. So nice. I like that about his resume, though. Nice, that's pretty cool. Well, it's it's about that time for Texas to be able to make those kinds of changes. We've been talking about it. All week, we figured that they were gonna, we were gonna figure out something about the director of high school mm-hmm. uh, relations. Check that off the list. We're working on trying to figure out what's gonna happen with the wide receiver position. Looks like from the rumors and uh, information <laughs> that we have been receiving, there nice. that there may be something coming down <laughs> soon uh, um, on the forty acres which will fill another void. And all this is happening during the winter workouts. All this stuff has been going on. Winter workouts are starting right now, and coaches are are out going to see players as well. So this is a great opportunity for the University of Texas to be able to make that happen. Yeah. Um, And like I said, nothing official from Texas or Chris Jackson, but our friends at Horns 24-7, they've already uh, put out a story about it, and based on reports from other outlets earlier uh this month yep um and all all the the i would say the the lack of noise or the crickets in between Correct. after chris jackson's name came up as the top candidate and then now right after he's done in the nfl playoffs now we're hearing reports come up again i think it's easy uh to jump to the conclusion that it will be chris jackson as a new wide receivers coach and uh, i i like it i listen i I know that you wanted one with someone with Texas ties, and I wouldn't have minded someone with Texas ties as well. He went to school with, uh, he went to the same high school as Sark at uh, Modern Day, mm-hmm. and so he's got those California ties. And we know Sark still wants to be able to pluck a lot of talent from California, even though Lincoln Rowley is there, uh, trying to boss hog the state of California. Um, they want to uh, be in, in kind of a national nationalized recruiting base, mm-hmm. and I think uh, this will help him with that too. But hey, Jamal Fenner, they just brought him on. Director of of, of uh, high school football relations. Um, so that's obviously a lot that of Texas. That, other, that would be that yeah. other part to complement what you're bringing in for somebody that doesn't have those Texas ties. Right. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. And you can bring in, and you just you can, you still, can still bring somebody else in. Exactly. Yeah. You can you can bring in assistant wide receivers coach. Yep. I mean, you can you know what I mean, or you can just build in support staff who also have those connections, but you got to give them a different title, like special assistant. 
yep. to the head coach. Hey, there it is. Uh, assistant, to, it. assistant to the assistant. There you go. Right? Instead of the uh, assistant uh, wide receivers coach. You can do one offense and one defense. Yeah, yeah. You can just start putting all yeah. these analysts in you there. You really can. Yeah. So you should have an, a special uh, assistant to the head coach, uh, then the uh, special assistant head coach. Right. You can throw, you can do, <laughs> you you can can do like the office that. with Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can go, you know, assistant manager or assistant to the regional manager. There you go. There's I a like that. I There's like a difference. That. But either way, you can just hire people with those connections, which is what you really want. So it uh, looks like it'll be Chris Jackson. I do like that. And once again, you got a ton of talent. I mean, you, here's the wide receiving room now, at least the projected one for the spring. Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, um, A.D. Mitchell now joining uh, the, crew, the yep. group from uh, Georgia, Isaiah Nayor, Casey Kane, Brendan Thompson, Savion Red, Jonte Cook, Ryan Niblett, and DeAndre Moore. That's beautiful. That's yeah. a beautiful opportunity there. That's a great. That is when you walk into a room and that is your room. This is your room. I think you like your chances. You you gonna look real good if them boys go out there and make them plays. Yeah, man. You gonna look real good, man. Because they they regressed last year. Remember all those drop passes, routes. They didn't seem to be on the same page. I saw them arguing on the sidelines. <laughs> remember they, <laughs> they, were, they were. weren't all I together. Yeah. Now you're gonna be in there like. <laughs> <laughs> he came in and did that. Yeah, he no, got them on point. It it, it looks yeah. It, it's a group that I'm with you. It doesn't have a lot of holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got pretty much All veterans. Levels. You got veteran talent. You got some young dynamic talent coming mm-hmm. in with guys like Jonte Cook, and then you got some guys who should be on the cusp of making a move. Mm-hmm. Your your Brennan Thompsons. We saw Casey Kane. Had the best game that he's had, all, or at least he had all last season. In the last game, um, Isaiah Nayor. I mean, we hope he had, uh, obviously, a great recovery from his surgery. So, knock on wood for him. Uh, but, I mean, there were a lot high expectations for Isaiah Nayor coming in. I think A.D. Mitchell is kind of an Isaiah Nayor insurance policy in case he doesn't come back as the player that we all uh, expected him to be. But, yeah. I mean, that's, ton- that's plenty of talent there. There's a ton of there ain't talent no lack there. Of talent. I don't, I don't want to hear like, oh, man, there's not enough talent in that room. That's why they regress. If there's no. regression or if there's not enough productivity, uh, that's a that's that's not the that's not a personnel issue. Not at all. No, it, be, it, yeah. it should not be about personnel because when you start looking around and you see all those five stars that are walking through that that locker room, there's no excuses. The only excuse you possibly could have is if the quarterback's not accurate enough. That could be the only thing. If the quarterback's not doing his job, because when you look across there, player for player, you can find some happiness in there. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's why it, that's why I can't wait to see what the offensive identity is going to be for Sark's offense post Bijan and post Rojo. Because you lost your yep. best player and you lost your best leader on offense. And those were arguably your two best players on offense. So this is the first time we'll see Sark's offense without Bijan and without a Rojo. And I want to see what the identity will be. I'm, 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 I'm going to act like the Alamo Bowl never happened. Uh, but I do like the way. That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to act like it never happened. That's I, fair. I, I like the way he got his young quarterback in a groove in that game. And turns out that may be a a kind of foreshadowing, if you will, of your new identity. Your really high, at least a high ceiling quarterback who's got a really high ceiling, and you got tons of weapons in the passing game. All the offensive line's got to do is give them time. And that offensive line should be also one of your strengths next year, right? next season. Yep. So, yeah. And you got that much return. And think about it. We we talked about the two things. Well, the one starter that's going to be missing is B. John Robinson. You can also put Slash 
Rojo, mm-hmm. because those were yeah. your leaders. And I love what you said yesterday about the fact that because of Rojo and Bijan not being there and you can't figure this out, then we got to start questioning you. Yep, I agree with that. You, we definitely have to start because the weapons are there. Jonathan Brooks is not Bijan Robinson, but he's very good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He was playing last year at the end of the year with a sports hernia. He ended mm-hmm. up having surgery. Yeah. So you're going to have some players there. You brought in Jaden Blue, who's one of the top – he was the one of the top running backs. You talk about Cedric Baxter. You're going to be able to complement that. Yep. In there. It's going to take all three of them to become just one of Bijan, but you have the pieces. And then you line them up across the field, You there should be no excuses on the offensive side of the ball. The ros- Zero. The roster should be almost completely turned over. You should be have ninety, close to 90% of the roster turned over. Exactly. Now. And I believe he does. I believe, I believe so, too. You're probably close to that. Uh, you still got a few guys left over from the old regime, but um, that's almost – Bijan's leaving is symbolic of that old regime leaving. These are mm-hmm. Sark's guys, and Sark's recruited a ton of talent at a really high level, and they've developed talent really well, too. Right. Uh, let's throw that out there for this group. They've developed talent really well, but it will be a test for Sark. What's the identity of the offense post Bijan and Rojo? The Alamo Bowl, the, I think there was a, a lack of an offensive identity. I don't think right. we really figured out, but I do like the the progression and development of Quinn Ewers in that game. I would say that's probably my favorite part of the game for Texas. I know favorite part of a loss, but still my favorite part is that I saw I saw growth yeah. from a young Quinn Ewers. Yeah. I saw and I was, if you And could, you saw some fire. Yeah, you did. You saw some fire yeah. finally. And he you know. like I said, even he would have even better game if the yep. receivers caught them passes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and we agreed. Uh, right. uh, all right, we'll get to Texas versus Oklahoma State. We'll preview that matchup coming up in the 6 o'clock. What you got for the people coming up in Harsh Knock? I'm going to give some love to the other teams that are going to continue to play football this weekend. Not going to give too much because we're going to end up breaking it down during the week, but I want to talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City, and, of course, my man Joe Burrow at Cincinnati. Ooh, yeah, man. Goodness gracious. Yeah, he he is some. He, he built different. He's, he built different. He, he's, he's That's a, a great he's way of putting special. it. Yeah. Uh, we saw that firsthand, though. We yeah, saw we when did. we saw before everybody else did here <laughs> at Texas. Yeah. Before that season, they won the national title. Third and seventeen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Third and seventeen. Wow. Dime. I wonder who he threw that ball to. Third and seventeen. Uh, Might have been either. Zero blitz. There it is. Zero blitz. Mm. I think we know who they are. They're back. exactly who we thought they were. Oh, that that just hurt. I'm sorry to revisit that for everybody. I <laughs> sorry, apologize. Folks. Yeah, that one hurt. Think about how different everything would be oh. if you had just stopped them on third and 17. Yeah, life would have been good. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll discuss <laughs> that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm gonna speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael? Oh, that's funny. Michael? 
Welcome back to a Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass that's in charge of all our special themes every day during the week is my man Patrick Davis. And you can follow him at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. So as we sit here and dissect what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys and try to figure out how we're going to take care of the Dallas Cowboys, I decided to take a rest from the Dallas Cowboys for a moment at least Mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of depressing. I've been arguing with my boys. Uh, I I couldn't believe how many text messages I got Mm. when the Cowboys lost and how bad Dak Prescott is and what is going on with the Dallas Cowboys. And I keep telling them, what are you going to do? You can get rid of them, but does that make you closer or does that put you further behind? There's a big difference in it. And you know the teams that are playing for Mm -hmm. the championships this weekend – they made moves around their quarterback to make them better. Look at what Philadelphia did. What did they do before the draft? They went out and, and traded for A.J. Brown to complement what he had already with Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders, they changed their way that they went about it. If Dak was running that offense, eh, I'm not going to say he would have Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. We thought he was talented, but – no one, if you would have told me that you would have thought he was going to be the MVP of the league, I'd call you a liar to yeah. your face. There's no way that you would have really thought that. Then you look at what they've done with um, the San Francisco 49ers. Going into the season, whether they were going to play with Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Kyle Shanahan at quarterback, <laughs> we knew that that team was going to be good. We just didn't know how good they were going to be. You know what they did? They went out and made a trade for Christian McCaffrey, and that put them over the top. Remember, they had their own issues going into it. They didn't know who was going to be their quarterback, but the one thing they did have was a hell of a defense yep. that was going to be able to keep you in a ball game. Just got to make sure Jimmy didn't hurt you, right? Jimmy. Or Trey Lance. But then you go over to the AFC, and this is one of the most beautiful matchups that I have seen in a long time. You have Patrick Mahomes, who – legitimately could be the MVP every single year, and it looks like he might be the MVP again this year. But they got taken to the brink multiple times this year. And even last Mm -hmm. week, if Askew doesn't fumble that ball on the goal line right before they were getting ready to go in, we may have ourselves a different ball game. Not saying they would have won the game, but he fumbles it, they end up winning by seven, and you were right there at the goal line. Mm -hmm. So – there's a lot that goes into this playoff. But you got to look at what Joe Burrow is, too. Joe Burrow is somebody that you mentioned it before we went to break, Rod, is somebody that we looked at before and understood that mm, his story's a little bit different. He went to Ohio State, was behind a bunch of other quarterbacks, didn't get the job, transfers out, found a home, mm-hmm. got Joe Brady to be his uh, – Offensive coordinator at LSU put up an unreal number. That might have been the best offense that we have seen in the history of college football. It's in the conversation. When you go and look at the players that he had there. And remember, that was one of the things that everybody kept saying. Oh, the only reason why he did that well is because LSU had all that talent. Once again, 
LSU has had a bunch of quarterbacks that have come there, and none of them have won the Heisman Trophy. Damn right. There's been a lot of talent that has been there, and it hadn't been taken to that level where he's sitting in the locker room smoking a cigar after he just won the national championship. So then we get into this game again this weekend, and this matchup is so intriguing to me, so intriguing because Joe Burrow has beaten the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes three straight times, which is rare. It's crazy, man. Which is rare when you think about it. But I think it's more about, yes, he has a lot of talent. They figure some things out. But I think Joe Burrow has that it factor that we as football fans look for. I heard somebody talk about he's cocky, he's arrogant. He just seems to think he does everything. It is true. (laughs) You have to be that. He is. Just because he goes to the microphone and lets you know. What did you say a little while ago, Rod? Mm-hmm. Uh, my window hadn't closed. As long as I'm the quarterback here, our window is always open. Always. And if you could keep Joe Mixon, you could keep Jamar Chase, you could keep Hurst at your tight end, Boyd and Higgins, mm-hmm. who can all be number one receivers somewhere else, if you could keep those guys together with a banged-up offensive line that we initially were sitting here like, ooh, there's going to be three different linemen. You talked about it last year, Rob. My man was the most sacked quarterback in NFL history to take his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, dude is a baller. It's crazy. And what that dude, what that has to be, is he exudes confidence with every single person that is mm-hmm. on that team. Everybody, when he first got in the league, Joe Shiesty, Joe Joe B, Joe Namath, I don't care what you call him, call him a winner because that's all he wants to do. He's going to take mm-hmm. his team and put him on his back no matter what. But I want to give a little bit of credit, a lot of credit, to Patrick Mahomes. And, again, I said this yesterday, Joe Brady, I mean Joe Brady, uh, uh, Andy Reid standing there arguing yelling at Pat Mahomes and letting him know, you are not going into that game. You can yell, you can Mm -hmm. scream, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me until you take your butt in there and let me know that you're okay and you can protect yourself. Then I'll put you back in there. I knew he was going to come back in halftime because they probably did go in there and have a fight. They really did did go in there and have a fight. But I want to give you some numbers that I saw of Patrick Mahomes before he got hurt. And this is why he's he's so cold-blooded. And the fact, too, that Eric Bieniemy and uh, Andy Reid, they know how to work with Patrick Mahomes. They got this chemistry going. Before his injury, he was 10 of 12. He had six plays outside of the pocket. And he, his average time to throw the ball was three minutes. In, I mean, three minutes. Three seconds in uh, 3.12 seconds. He had a passer rating of 121. When he came back in, they had to make an adjustment. So what do they do? They make sure he's 12 of 18, mm-hmm. did not let him get out of the pocket, told him do not run around. If you're there, take a sack, whatever you got to do, but don't get out of that pocket. He went from 3.12 seconds to throw the ball to 2.5 seconds <laughs> to get the ball out of your hand. Yep. And he had a passer rating of one. Oh, three. That's impressive to me. That is totally impressive. Now, we can all sit here and say Patrick Mahomes, the way he goes about his business, the way he throws the ball, how he's been able to handle it. He was throwing some passes, looked like jump passes, throwing it off of one leg. He's talented. He, he's got very good arm talent. 
But the fact of the matter is when you have a coaching staff that understands the player and understands his limitations Mm -hmm. and creates an opportunity for him to still be on the field and be able to be successful, that's the most impressive part to me. Those are some of the things that other coaches, Dallas Cowboys, should be looking at. You, I don't understand it, and it drives me nuts that you're not looking at what other people are doing. It's frustrating when you see the same thing we were talking about before with Sark. Like, take some of you went and met with all these people and trying to get these offensive minds together. How can you, an offensive coach that watches a lot of football, that can break down film like no other, how is it that you don't see how they're using their tight ends? How is it that we're not seeing the schemes of being able to get a crossing route where we have players running across the field and they're wide open? I, I, mm-hmm. It used to amaze me. Remember, I think I told you about this, Rod. I used to get so mad every single day. I would walk into the studio every, sun, every, every Monday morning and say, how are Oklahoma's wide receivers that open all the time? <laughs> It was amazing to me. Mm-hmm. How are you manipulating the defense so much that you have guys running scot-free by themselves? And I've never understood that. So the highest form of flattery is taking some of other people's stuff and using it as your own, creating it to be your own. And that is mm-hmm. where I give Andy Reid so much credit, Eric Bieniemy so much credit because – Everybody in America knows that Travis Kelsey is going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And they still find a way to get him the ball. Like, it, <laughs> he is the only weapon that everybody's worried about, and yet you still can't stop that weapon. Nope. So it's, it's, it's intriguing to me, but it's also maddening because I hate watching other people have so much success and not figuring out how we can come to this level and not make the adjustments every single time. And it's the same thing with Joe Burrow. We talk about all of his weapons that he has, but the biggest thing for me is there's the line has been suspect over the last couple years for him, mm-hmm. and he's making it work. He's making it work because he does not let those types of things hurt him. He doesn't look at those types of things and say, all right, well, I'm, well so are we not going to play the game? Because I've had to deal with these injuries on the front mm-hmm. line, that they had three defense, three offensive linemen that had to be replaced, and they still for rushed over. They rushed over a hundred yards on the ground. I mean, like one hundred seventy-two, I think. One hundred and seventy-two. Yeah, it was something that, that that is that to me is the will to win, and that's him mm-hmm. going in that huddle and finding a way to get his guys to perform. So as much as we want to talk about the failures of all these other teams, or especially Dallas Cowboys. I want to give kudos to the fact of all these other teams that are advancing and have been using that creativity to their benefit in making the change. So I know that we've got to talk a lot of Cowboys, and I'm a Cowboys fan, but when I watch good football and watch these teams that have advanced to these championships, Mm -hmm. this is why I sit here and say we have to make so many more adjustments. And we're close, but it looks like we're so far away. 
Yeah, um, I'm with you. It, it feels like the Cowboys are far away, but the divisional round, I mean, you're right there in the thick of it. Right. And you were in that Down game. Down by seven. There were plenty of opportunities for you to win that game. Yep. And you just didn't take advantage of those, uh, those opportunities. You, you didn't make enough plays. But I, you know, to me, if you're a Cowboys fan, there is hope that you are right there. Now, the bad news is you may, you're going to lose a ton. Right. It's going to be a lot of change and turnover, and I don't know as an organization if the Cowboys it. are stable enough to be able to withstand all of that turnover they're about to have on the roster but also among the coaching ranks. No doubt. So, no doubt. Cause it starts with the roster. Though. It starts yeah. with the roster because Cowboy, Cowboy, I don't think you have enough miracles that can be performed to handle this year's cap. But you got young talent. I mean, you're built around young talent. You guys like Michael Parsons and Trevon Diggs. Those are young players. C.D. Lamb's a young player. Yep. Um, you know, so Tyler Smith was a, a nice pick, home run pick for you. So that's a nice young piece you're bringing to the table. So you got some young pieces to build around, but you're right. I mean, that's the, the Cowboys do need to learn the lessons uh, yeah. of the other successful organizations around the NFL, and I, I don't know if they pay enough attention to those life those and, and organizational that, lessons they should learn. And that is the hardest part for me is you, you have to take pride in the fact that when things change around you and you want to stay in your little level, unless it's the ultimate level of success all the time, it's a problem. You need to adjust with the things around you. And if you can't adjust, then the game is going to pass you by. Look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban even adjusts to the way the game was mm-hmm. being played. Look at all them great running back rooms that he had. But you know what he did? He went out and got some doggone good wide receivers too because he has some good quarterbacks. He's adjusted to the game. And if the Cowboys don't adjust, even though the numbers are great, you got to get to the next level. So kudos to those guys. I can't wait to watch this championship weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. But the adjustments that are made throughout the game, and it's something that we've talked about many a times here, they make them and they continue to make them. Yeah, uh, no question. Uh, all right, we'll come back. We got off the record on the other side. We'll come back and get into uh, the Oscar nominations, Ooh. which have uh, 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 come out this weekend. So we'll get into that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful on the Hornets. D.D. Mega Doodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a brain bag comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, I want to quickly get into some of the Oscar nominations, not the whole list of Oscar nominations, just the best picture, uh, best actor, and best actress to see if you guys have seen any of these nominees. Uh, best picture has, I believe, close to 10 nominees here from them, just the eye test. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. You guys seen that? Any? Nope. 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 Yeah. The new Avatar, The Way of Water. I have not seen that either. Nope. Nope. Uh, the Banshees of Ina Sharon. I have watched this and I was not entertained really. But have you guys seen this? Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, the Elvis movie. I saw that one. Negative. Nope. I haven't seen it. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I did see this. It's a damn good movie actually. Really good. That might, it, has, it possibly could win it all. 
No, sir. Nope. You haven't seen that one either. Okay. No. Uh, the Fablemans. No, I do want to see that, though. Okay. I do want to see that one. You want to see that one? I do want to see it in the theaters Fable. now? I believe it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tar. What? Tar, I think this is the... <laughs> I believe Tar is the... Kate Blanchett. I don't know if that's, I'm pronouncing. I may be pronouncing it incorrectly, but I believe it. I believe Kate Blanchett's in it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think I wanted to see it, and I just uh, haven't really made it a priority. Uh, the new Top Gun. I've not seen it, but I started to watch it, and then mm. I ended up leaving the house. Well, you obviously didn't like it that much then. Well, I had other things. Oh, you had stuff you had to do. Okay, Patrick. I've seen Top Gun. Top Gun is is damn good. I don't know if it's going to win Best Picture, but it's probably the best movie experience of the year. Well, not probably. It is. Really? It's the best. Yeah, no question. Wow. Oh no, it's it's just um, it's just it's just a kind of a feel good, nostalgic. It's almost a I would say it's kind of a a, a nostalgic uh, throwback, uh, feel good Americana mm. type of movie. Man, you went way out there with it. Yeah, there's some patriotic. You get a lot of patriotic vibes in it, but then you get the throwback of if you've seen the first. Top Gun, which I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. You got some of that in there too, and they do a really good job of just the the cinematic, like uh, shots and everything, kind okay. of cinematography, I guess, of it all okay. is is really well done too. Just in the action shots. Okay, I, I think you should watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, I'll, I I'll, enjoy I'll, it. I'll make it a priority. I really enjoy. It. Like I said, best movie experience I've had all year. Wow. Yeah. For Top Gun. Yeah, a movie experience doesn't mean it's a better movie. No, no, no. She's saying trying to experience yeah. watching yeah. a movie. Because watching a movie, you should have fun watching a movie. People make too much out of it. No. And by the way, the, the Oscars are probably the biggest uh, culprit of this because they try to dig deep into the artistic, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, inception yeah. of the movie, and they dig too deep into the different themes of it. No, no. Did you have fun watching the movie or not? Is it a fun movie to watch? Did you have fun? Is it fun to watch whatever they were trying to do? Okay. Yeah. And Top Gun Maverick, easily. Okay. I don't. Th- I know. I don't know anybody who hasn't had fun watching Top Gun Maverick. Okay, I'll there check you. it out. There you go. I'll check it out. I'm not saying it should be Best Picture winner though. No. no, no. Uh, Triangle of Sadness. No, I like mm. happiness. Going back to my Top Gun thing, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It, it's a lot of happy yeah. vibes. I'm more a fan of Rhombus as well. <laughs> <laughs> Rhombus of sadness. Well done. Uh, women talking. I've seen previews for women talking. In I mean, I've seen actually women talking just in life, but yeah. I've not seen the movie. It looks disturbing, actually, a little bit, too. Um, so that's a twist in that somehow. But I've not seen it. I probably will see it before uh, the actual Oscars. I try to see most of them, if not all of them, but this might be a challenge. I've seen, like, four of these movies. Avatar. I don't know if I'm better to watch Avatar. I'm a big again. Avatar fan. Oh, really? I haven't seen number two yet, but that, I, I'm definitely all in on Avatar. Well, then what, what's, what's holding it up then? I got kids, Rob. Don't they want to see Avatar? The not, when we busy, not when we busy all the time. They you play know, it. as they, soon as I leave here, true. where am I at? That's true. <laughs> Taking some kid to some game. Exactly. He's got a game to go to every day. Exactly. Yeah. Or a practice. A game or a practice. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. All right. Well, I'll yeah, I'll, I'll try to see more of these movies and get back to y'all. My pick to win it all though is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Great movie experience. Okay, yeah. really fun to watch. Man, you yeah. had two great movie experiences. On but this they're one. on Best Picture. It makes sense. Yeah. You know okay. I mean, I mean, right? I mean, they're, okay. they're for me the best pictures of the year. Uh, actor in a leading role: Austin Butler from Elvis, uh, Colin Farrell from The Banshees of Anna Sharon, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. I heard is phenomenal. 
Brendan like Fraser going big on this, huh? Yeah, I heard that he. It's like his best performance as an actor. It's, okay. Yeah, it's his Mona Lisa. Okay. Yeah, is what I've heard. Uh, Paul Mescal and After Sun. I don't know that. And Bill uh, Nagy in Living. I don't even know what those are. Is Puss in Boots in there on there? <laughs> no. Because I did go see that. Yeah. And didn't that was great it. cinematography. Yeah, that is a problem. I've seen one movie this year. Didn't make yeah. it. So I saw list. one movie last year. So I don't What's think. What's the one movie you saw? I saw Weird. That's it. So oh, Weird Al That's the one movie oh, I saw. Okay. Yeah. It's a good. I mean, I'm... it was great. I mean, it wins all my awards. Also, <laughs> it's the only movie I saw. So right. it is right. kind of by default going to win all the awards. But I like it. That is good. He wins <laughs> Powell Patrick's awards. Uh, actress in leading role, Kate Blanchett in Tar. So I was right about. She's in it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Um, Anna D. Armas in Blonde. Really? Oh. Um, is she, isn't she playing? Is that the Marilyn Monroe movie? I have no clue, brother. I could be wrong about that. Um, Andrea uh, Riseborough uh, to Leslie and Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. You said you want to see that. Her. I do want to see and, that. And uh, Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah, she was great in that. Okay. Yeah. Um, that That's one I would recommend, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It's a bit of a mind blank, but if you like those, if you like your mind to be blanked. Yeah. Mind to be effed. No, I got you. No, I got you. <laughs> I, you I know like, exactly you what you're doing. You were looking at me like no, you, it wasn't I blanked. actually said blank. Yeah, yeah, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't blanked. I was just trying to bleep myself. Uh, yeah, I should have said mind bleep if I, I would have been better. I, I understood, brother. Bleep. All right. Uh, we'll come back. We'll get into uh, more of the NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Cowboys coordinators interviewed for head coaching vacancies. And also, what free agents should the Cowboys prioritize? All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 Hunt.